Earlier this week, someone entered a Christian school and killed six people. It hits home to all of us. What if that was my church? Or what if that was my school? The world is violence. Violence happens all the time. Sometimes it hits home. You yourself may have thought, that could have been me. Or worse, that could have been my church or my school. As Christians, we take it a step further. We look at those precious lives that were lost, and we say, that was me. That happened to the body of Christ. When one hurts, we all hurt. And when someone dies for the faith, we remember that great sacrifice. But there is something to consider even while remember this. While everyone blames either guns or security or political movements or any movement that pulls people away from the word of God, we see it differently through the eyes of Holy Week. When we see the cross, we know it could have been me. The sin that leads to violence, that sin that leads to bloodshed, the pride that desires our own way other than God's, has lived in us. It has lived in me. The figure of a dying Savior on the cross leaves us to remember the old Adam of sin and death has lived in me. We may not take arms to kill, yet we have also killed our neighbor and others in our thoughts and our words. And Jesus is quick to point out this is the same. We look at the horror of current events without the self-awareness to think that same anger, that same lust, that same rage has lived in us all. And this Holy Week, we are forced to look at it. This week, as Jesus invites us in this baptismal journey where we follow Christ from death to life, before we understand that life, we must see that death. Before we understand that life, we must understand and see how we are buried in Christ, how he bore those awful stripes in our place for our sins, taking the judgment of God for us. With this, we know the Father's love. Without the Father's love, without his Son willing to carry out his Father's will, this death, this judgment, these stripes could have been me. That death for sin could have been mine. If the Lord God had not provided the Lamb of sacrifice for our sins, so that even as we look at death and violence, baptized in the name of Jesus, we also now look at the resurrection, not thinking 
this could have been me. But now, in the resurrection, this is me. I have died with Christ. I am raised with Christ. Feeding on the body and blood of Jesus with our brothers and sisters in his name, we say, this is me. God rescue me from my death. He rescued me from my sin. He rescued me from the death that I have deserved. And today he opens to me heaven, tearing that door to heaven open, joining me at the altar where he pronounces, you are now my bride. While the world looks to tragedy as talking points, battling of ideas, pointing fingers, fingers, and certainly we too must stand up for life and for God being the creator of life and all what that means. But we first begin by looking at ourselves. We could have been in that crowd chanting, crucify him, crucify him. We could have been acting in rage and pride and self-preservation. It could have been me calling for the death of my Savior. But it is Christ Jesus whose blood cries for your mercy, who cries to his Father, Father, forgive them, who poured out his blood to cover you with the robe of his own righteousness so that he can place you in his kingdom. Holy Week teaches us to see sin as it is, to have sin and our sinful desires drowned in the precious waters of baptism because while they may torment us, while they may haunt us, while they seek to control us, they don't own us. They don't own you. You belong to Christ. His righteousness is you. Now we understand it could have been me. We rejoice. It was Jesus. Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Talks and Tasting Studios. This is the Clerical Airs Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. This is Becker. And uh, we have a special thing today. It is a special day. Uh, Reverend Dr. James Bullhagen. It's his birthday, so we will be calling him later in the show. I mean, that'd be a good way to end it, won't it, Peter? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I can't go wrong, right? Right. Right. Dr. Bullhagen on a phone call impromptu it will always go a cold right. call not expecting it yeah <laughs> yes imagine getting a call at your bedtime about anything give us something interesting about holy week uh, uh, <laughs> you're on the air yeah, i can't i can't wait to see <laughs> that's that what that's what we gonna do. be funny <laughs> oh, goodness so well, i wonder what i'll come up with so, anyway so vicar uh yeah you're peaking dude calm down uh, or turn yourself down <laughs> so I, I tried to do something interesting that opening what'd you think yeah, that's a, a good thing to talk about. It's on everybody's mind. Uh, even just visiting with people from the church, they, that issue comes up. This uh, news media article that's come out about the, the killings. You noticed in that, and Peter can notice this too, a lot of times when I address these situations, 
you know, I always try and seek to to start with the people actually listening because right. we all want to blame something right. without recognizing, well, what does our sin actually look like? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jesus would say, well, th- what that looked like is what your sin looks like. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't have thought of it that way, like right off. And so you've given me something important to think about. Because Jesus, Jesus, when he talked about murder, he said, well, you're all guilty of it. Right. Because you talk you... about adultery, you're all guilty of it. It's like he raised the bar, <laughs> but it was more like he pointed to it. That's where it already was. Right. Right. So, and I, and I will say this too. Um, when we, we, because people complain, well, these are happening more and more often, and they probably are. But what do you expect to happen when more and more people are raised to believe that there's no God to answer to? Right. Right. Or that their, their, their preference is the very highest value. What they feel like doing is the most important thing in the universe. And that's how we're teaching kids nowadays. So, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? Yeah. And no one really wants to talk about that aspect of it. <laughs> no, not too much. So, how you doing, Pete? Doing good. So, uh, it wasn't me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, boy, we are, I'm, I took that time to, to write that little opening thing and now I'm, I'm out of stuff here. <laughs> oh no. Well, and the reading for Sunday is Palm Sunday is really long. So I think we were going to do something different than, you know, before we do that, I don't, yeah. let's do something. Maybe it'll help bull out a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about what we're sipping on. What you got to drink, gentlemen. That's a good idea. Did, did you bring I one? didn't bring anything, but oh, you go ahead. You might have to run get one. So I brought Coors Light, a 16-ounce aluminum bottle, which is the superior way to consume Coors Light. Because are the mountains blue? Yeah, the mountains blue. It's bigger. It's 16 ounces. And it's a bottle, so it's not low-class, you know, tab-top can. It's a bottle. Happens to be aluminum. I did notice, even with the, your bottle, though, you don't have a koozie for it. So yeah, that's you're true. not quite high class. I'm not really right? high class. Maybe I'll, if I hold my pinky out like this while I drink it. Because if the mountains are blue, then it's still cold, right? Yeah. It's got the, in case do you want they still wondered, do that? I don't know. They used to. It was a marketing thing. I right? remember that was a big thing on their commercials, but like, Maybe. do they still do that? I, I, I always thought it was interesting with Coors Light. Their, their ad campaign was, our beer is colder than your beer. Like, <laughs> does that depend upon your refrigeration? Yeah. You know, they have like a, a truck, like a Coors Light truck blasting out of a an iceberg or something. Right. Like, the coldest beer. Like, well, <laughs> not if you drink it warm. Well, it's, it's not like they can claim it's the most flavorful or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coors Light. But, uh, well, yeah. Then good. there was there was, there was was Bud Light that I don't know if they still do it, but they called it, their whole thing was drinkability. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, drinkability. Yeah. you can drink this yeah. and yeah. not you know it's a liquid like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good but i do like the coors light i do like the fact that it pours from a bottle rather than having to slurp it out of a can so right i i do intentionally buy the and then that's also that's a good uh that's a good trainer beer <laughs> right do you remember bullhagen did we test coors light in our uh macro brew ranking hmm. uh i don't know if we did we we did had a, a macro brew taste test, okay. Way back when, where we lined up, uh, it was like five maybe, 
Five different yeah. beers. I okay. think we had Budweiser and Miller Lite. Did you have PBR by any chance? Oh, okay. We'll, uh, no, we'll have to go back and listen to it. Okay. We'll, we'll, uh, I do remember the winner, though. You'll never guess. You'll never guess what the winner was. Blind test? Yeah, blind taste test. Well, I'm, I guess if I'm never going to, then what's the point of trying? Should I... Milwaukee's Best Ice. Really? One. Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's Best, best ice, ice was the best the macro brew. Well, I better try some then. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that came from Berg. Oh. Yeah, Berg agreed. Right. And oh, and he's Holig like and I were already on board. We're like, yeah, you know, of course, right? <laughs> well, part of it, I, I think I was the one who knew, so I was kind of the one pouring. Oh. Or was it Vicar? Oh, I don't know. No, I knew. You oh, knew. you did. Okay. Yeah, I was the one pouring. I was there. Okay. You were <laughs> in studio. Yeah. So. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at, uh, Vicar, can you give us the Cliffs notes for the reading for this week? So, Jesus is on trial. The Jews have dragged him before the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. And the governor's asking him questions. Are you the king of the Jews, he says. And Jesus says, you have said so. But he didn't give answers to the charges. He mostly held his peace till the governor was really amazed at him. And so then he approached the crowd and said, look, during this feast, we generally release one of the bad guys. And what we could do is release Jesus. Does that sound good? And they said, no, release Barabbas. Release the murderer instead of Jesus. And so he complied. And then he told the crowd, what is it that you want me to do with this Jesus who is called the Christ? And they said, let him be crucified. And he said, why? What has this guy done? But instead, they overshouted him and said, get him crucified. And he was gaining no ground and the people were going to riot. So he said, well, you know what? I'm innocent of this man. So he washed his hands and put it, uh, told him, this man's innocent. And they said to him, his blood be on us and our children. So he sent him up to be crucified. Then they put the scarlet robe on Jesus and they twisted together a crown of thorns and they beat him with a reed and the soldiers made fun of him and mocked him and called him king of the Jews and they spit on him. Ultimately, they loaded him off to be crucified and they found someone to help him carry that cross, Simon, the Cyrene, and helped Jesus carry that cross up to the hill that was called Golgotha. Then they gambled for his clothes. They took everything he owned, which he was sort of a homeless guy, really. That's probably what he owned. And they gambled amongst themselves and took his clothes away. And then they put the sign over his head that says, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And he didn't die alone. They had some common criminals crucified next to him, one on the right and one on the left. And everyone passing by said, this is the man who said that he was going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. And he can't even save himself. He is the king of Israel. Then let him come down from the cross and then, then we'll believe in him. And even the robbers made fun of him. But after about three hours of hanging on that cross... A process that usually took much longer, but in this case, in about only three hours. Then Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the people said, Man, this guy's calling out for Elijah. And they took a sponge and they filled it with sour wine and ran it over to give it to him to drink. And they said, No, 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 don't give him that. Hold on a second. Let's see whether or not Elijah shows up to save him. And at that time, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and he died. And at that very moment, in the temple, the veil that covered the Holy of Holies 
was torn in two from the top and to the bottom, ripped open, and the earth shook with a great earthquake and rocks were split. And even people that had died came out of their graves and were walking around in the city. And the centurion that was posted there at the foot of the cross was looking at Jesus and he felt that earthquake and he looked up and said, truly, this was the son of God. All right. So, uh, uh, Vicar, what is it that you are now, your next sermon is going to be kind of the Good Friday where you do the it little is. meditations. What are, right. what are your fears and thoughts going into this as you kind of contemplate all of this? Well, just immediately, it's that everybody kind of already knows the story that Jesus was crucified on, on Good Friday. And so I know it's not my role to be innovative, but I certainly don't want to be boring. Now, part of me says that you can't really tell the story of Jesus being crucified and have it come out boring. That, that would take more effort than to make it interesting, probably. Uh, but I guess that's it, that I I want to be able to say something that gets people to to listen to the sermon uh, or the devotions or what do you say, the reflections that occur after mm-hmm. each of the readings and and not just be kind of like waiting for it to be over so they can have communion. So, so uh, yeah, have you, you didn't happen to read the, what I asked you to read yet, have I? I did read that, the Martin Luther uh, thoughts on Good what, Friday. What struck you about that? Anything? Well... Yeah, he's advising people to not think that they're doing this great good work by sort of beating themselves up while reflecting on the cross. That it's really not about beating yourself up. Yeah, Um, although did I do that in my uh, little reading? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. It seemed uh, kind of opposite of what Martin Luther said in the thing that you gave me to read, to be honest. But Okay, well, my my point was, and and also what uh, Dr. Bolhagen will say, my point wasn't necessarily to to use that to to beat them up, mm-hmm. but just to to reflect on what sin in us actually seeks to do, and what it really is, in a way of of contemplative, so they can understand the life that they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not the not the shame of look at what you did to Jesus, but right. look at what is in your heart that Christ forgives. Right. I think he he words it this way, um, in that contemplation that in that you see, uh, in the cross, uh, you see what what uh, the judgment of God looks like for those who wish to not have Christ. Yeah, right, right. So in that sense, you do see uh, what our sin, if it were left on its own, which is the way I actually worded it, right, looks like. Does that make sense? Right. Well, it leads to. So yeah. I, I think there is a little bit of a distinction between what he says about what not to do. I think he says it a lot like uh, Dr. Bullhagen does. Right. Right? Not to, or to mourn it, like mourn his death as though you're at a funeral. Right. Because he did it willingly. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Anything else? From the, the the contemplation. We're all over the place. Yeah, I know. The contemplation. Um well, I haven't, I haven't done a sermon like that yet, and maybe it's not even called a sermon. For for example, that's how far off I am from it. So, there's going to be a short reading, and then I'm going to reflect on it, and mm-hmm. that's going to happen what half a dozen times or something. And seven. So seven times. Man, that's a pretty good number. <laughs> <laughs> Must be by design. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> uh, but I haven't actually. Uh, I just wrapped up my midweek sermon series for Lenten, and I haven't actually gotten into right. my good and well, one stuff. reason why I, I like for you to be able to preach good friday is because because we do the passion sunday i also get to preach 
on the death of Jesus on Sunday. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, wasn't aware of that. I kind of expected the triumphal entry. Right. Well, it's we do it at the beginning of the service, that reading. Okay. Um, but I, part of, I think, the rationale is, is this. I know some people just do Palm Sunday, but at the same time, you get more people, sadly, on the Sunday than you do on Good Friday. Okay. So. Okay, so part of it's strategic then. you, yeah, The people who put yeah. together the lectionary. No. Right. Yes, strategery was involved. Strategery. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I don't know. Should I go through let's, both? You know what? Let's... Let's let's give Bullhagen a call. Let's give or not Bullhagen. Let's give Doctor Bullhagen a call real quick. How about uh, that? Let's get that done. All right. Okay. Hello. Hello, my son. Hey, how's it going? Well, I'm uh, I'm doing fine. I I don't feel like seventy-eight, so. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, we are calling you from the Clerical Air Studios right now. Happy birthday. Am I on the air? You are on the air. Unless you don't want to, we'll take it out. No, no, that's all right. That's okay. I figure for your birthday it'd be a good idea for you to allow to show us to show us your wisdom. Any anything smart on your mind today? Uh <laughs> Well, the things that are on my mind right now are are too political for a person in my position to, to render an opinion on. <laughs> I just say uh, my legacy would be just be a regular person who knows his stuff and maintain contact with as many members as you possibly can on a national level. Okay. That's what I think. All right. Peter Peter says happy birthday, too. Yeah, Peter's here, but you can't hear him right now. But he can hear you. Oh, okay. And Vicar says happy birthday, too. Happy birthday, sir. Okay. <laughs> this is Vicar. Yeah. Well, what else is new? Uh, do you have anything you want us to talk about today? I haven't really had a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a nice birthday, though? Oh, yeah, wonderful. A wonderful birthday. And uh, Carla made it a wonderful day and had a party for me at home here. Then we went to a restaurant for our supper. Where did, did you go to your your favorite spot? Oh yeah, we went to Outback. Oh yeah, did you get a blooming onion? And, uh, yeah, we got half of it home now. Well, <laughs> I, that was good. I've been getting a lot of well wishes from the congregation too. Well, that's good. So uh, <clears throat> I'm settling into retired life, and I still write things occasionally. Mm-hmm. All for news letters and stuff like that. And, uh, Is he still using his Macintosh? Um, Peter Peter wants to know if you're still using your Macintosh. Oh no no I. Uh, I what what kind of computer do I have? You've got it. Yeah, I got you a Chromebook. We got you a Chromebook. Oh, oh, oh Chrome, yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, I go sometimes a week or two without working. <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing. sound kind of strange but uh part of ministry is talking with people everywhere yeah and when you retire at least for a while you say 
Well, you know what Vicar said? He said, I'm not really a people person. <laughs> the different Vicar. No, that, no, that's a danger sign. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an excuse why I just don't want to talk to them. So have you been keeping up with the Clerical Heirs podcast? Uh, hit and miss kind of, my son. <laughs> Sometimes mom is talking to me and... Uh, and she uh, speaks very highly of your theological look, human. And, uh, huh? Am I saying it rightly, dear? Yeah. So mom thinks you're really doing well. And that you work best alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, uh, we're going to keep moving with the show. I just wanted to give a chance to wish you a happy birthday. Well, thank you. Happy birthday, Papa. you can tell people one fun fact about me. Okay. That I was being born on March 30th of 1945. I was born exactly on the same day as Eric Clapton. Oh. Oh. So, so uh, Dr. Bullhagen, would you like to give the audience any Holy Week greetings before we continue with the show? This is coming out on Palm uh, Sunday. Well, just remember the price that our Lord paid for for all the things that he did, and that's uh, well worth it, and just make sure uh, you make it all about him in this season and not so much about, not about the Easter money. <laughs> and not really about themselves either. It's about what, what he sacrificed. Okay. Amen. Oh, I got one other thing. All right. One other thing that was always a theme in, uh, in my ministry, and that is don't use the cross as uh, simply a, a function uh, of the law where you wind up uh, saying, the old preacher, you put Jesus on the cross and you put the nails in his hands and blah, 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 which comes out to say that you're actually the one who's guilty about the cross and having turned the gospel directly into law, you have uh, uh, used the law to dig a hole and the gospel to bury him, you know. Right. I, I would say this. I would say yeah. that you can use the law to uh, the cross to see what the natural conclusion of our sin looks like so that we can identify right, yeah. what the sin in us looks like. Yeah, but all this stuff, you put the nails in his hands and so on, and shame on you. I had a teenage girl once, I was guest preaching at, uh, what was the name of that? It was up on, on the freeway on 159, uh, had a, a neon cross out in front. I think it was Hamill. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I That's where I, I got the high jump record there when I was in fourth grade. Oh. oh they had okay. a big track meet over there. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say about that? You had a teenage oh, girl. I a sermon to yeah, I gave a sermon to that effect that like, I've been talking to you about the uh the cross as uh 
not to make you feel more feel more guilty, but to take all your sins away. That's what the cross is about. And she started crying. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, uh, well, I never had a place. During Lent, I never had a place to go. But you've given me a place to go now in uh, Lent because he did this for me and it was his idea. Yep. <laughs> and that made all the difference for her. Well, well. Well, thank you, Dad. We we need to get recording because it's going to get late for us. But we wanted to wish oh, you a happy, great. happy birthday. Well, thank you. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Love you, Dad. Man. Happy birthday. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that went about as expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in honor of his birthday, I'm going to go through another book here. Uh, and oh, I can't back to the books. Yeah, I can't do this without the. Oh, do you need me to narrate? Yeah, his commentary. Yeah, okay, so uh, I'm verifying that he's not looking at the box. It's off to his right hand side. He's reaching in. He's stirring the books, and he's not looking. It could be any book. These are the potential discards from the church library. Well, we're gonna pass do you think judgment. The listener understands like. Yeah. This is just what we do now when we run out of things to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a secret. That's a secret. <laughs> it's Lent, guys. They're right. tired. Right. <laughs> we have to and figure some, out what we're doing. Somehow we've Easter done this, week. and our, our, our listeners have, we have more listeners now ever we since do we started. We have more this. listeners. I don't know. We are being positively <laughs> rewarded for this one. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, and I, by the way, I am purposely doing it slow. I just, guess. I, just I think to make you've him stirred like... <laughs> the books like about 500 times now. I was enjoying your commentary so much. There's only like 11 it. books in the box. Come on now. <laughs> okay, here comes a book. Oh, this is entitled This Stranger, Oh, My Son, A Mother's Story. It doesn't even have the word quiet in the title? No. Huh. Uh, Biography then? Um... I don't know. Okay. It so looks like it's a... Who's the author? Uh, the author is... Um, someone by the name of Louise Wilson. Hmm. Um, it looks like it's a... It's a, like a novel of some variety. But it said... Was it this my... The son right. or the stranger? It's old enough that son? there's no, no <gasps> description on the back. It drives me crazy. <laughs> This is the story of my, of a family whose oldest child is a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, that might actually be kind of interesting. Okay, <laughs> uh, this the, uh, this talks about it uses the word flirt the philonendrum drone. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Did you pronounce it right? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm just gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna actually read it. So oh. that's not a Christian book. Oh it's just no. A book. All right. All right. What am I doing, Vicar? Okay. So for the listener who can't see this, he's stirring the box of books with his right arm. He's not looking. It could be any book that he pulls out of the box at any moment, and we will pass judgment upon that book, which he is still stirring and selecting. And any moment now, he will seize upon one. Oh, there he goes. Bouncing back. <laughs> is that advice for us on this show? <laughs> uh, so... Bouncing back, handling the humor and heartaches of frustration. Have, did that one like get back into the box? It sounds so much like other books we've pulled out. Um, or maybe it's like a second copy of it or something. Or maybe they all blend together after a while. Well, first of all, who would ever take serious topics and try to insert humor? 
No. I'm you, against that. You can't do things like that. Um, yeah. Do you need me to narrate? Okay, so... No, it's, it's the, fine. The I, I appreciate oh, the idea. Mind. We all like humor, but... But uh, I looked and the humor probably isn't that good. Was it funny like 40 years ago? Or is it yes. just... Okay. Exactly. Okay. Back in old, like 1988, maybe? Jokes are no, no, Andy no. Yeah, maybe. All right. Oh, I missed the narration. So he got another book out of the box, everyone. Fun Group Devotions for Children's Ministries by Group. Okay. That's... All right, next one. <laughs> He's anti-fun. That's what's going on. If it's supposed to be fun or funny, it goes into the discard pile. Okay, here comes another book out of the potential discard box. Uh, family Time Story Devotions. Uh, hmm. No. Uh, I like the idea of family devotions, but this isn't it. What's? Can you say what the flaw is? You seem to... Well, it's from... Uh, it's from... An Augsburg Press, first of all. That's Lutheran, though, right? Ish. Ish, okay. I mean, they have Lutheran in the name. Ah. Are they Lino? Lutheran in name only? Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and when we talk about there's oh, so many great newer resources that are actually newer yet older for, that you could be using for family devotions. So... Okay. Um, maybe sometime we'll do a show on those. Oh. What are what's our available? Like the Lutheran prayer book is a good example of it. Yeah. Or even the, the in the hymnal there are some prayer devotions. Um, there could be reviewing of the readings for the week. All sorts of different things that you can do. And uh, see, the thing is that these these devotions are like little stories and that kind right, of thing. Right. Cutesy. Right. Right. And uh, and so so we're gonna move on. Okay. We're, we're making ground here. Right. So I would say the, the Pray Now app, if you haven't heard of it, Pray Now is the Treasury of Daily Prayers, but in app form. So you can get the Treasury of Daily Prayers oh. on your phone as an app called Pray Now. All right. Guideposts. All right. There you go. Uh, Guidepost movement went straight to the discard. Another one? Oop, another guidepost gone. Oh, now this is this is wonderful. Okay. I like this one. You and your you are an acolyte. A book about acolyting. Oh, I I'll, I'll keep that. But I can't imagine nowadays, like having a book read this to that acolyting. I can't even say the word. <laughs> but I know the the children went through about a thirty minute orientation to become acolytes recently. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the book will say about it. Okay. I'm not going to narrate that he wasn't uh, looking. He was looking. Yeah, another. See, devotion books are such a, a mixed bag because you just don't know, especially if they're not from a place I trust. Right. You just don't know. Right. And they're kind of a dime a dozen. I mean, there's so many of those resources online, too, that, you know. Meditations for the later years. Hmm. Are we old enough for that yet? Um, I mean... All right, no. 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 Um, boy, this is a lousy episode today. <laughs> I don't even have anything. I'm just mad about my books. They're like, yeah. I, I must have gotten all the angry ones out right. of the way. Yeah. I, I was working on something. I didn't get it done yet, but if, here's a, I've got a topic for you. Okay. 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 Got it. So 
Um, you you guys heard about this whole AI thing that's going around lately? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a new subset of AI. Uh, and there's it's a uh, deep fakes, right? Yep. You guys have heard of deep fakes, right? Um, so deep fake is that's like- when uh. They pretend to hand it off, and they threw it about 60 yards down <laughs> yeah. for the touchdown. Right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, another interpretation might be uh, using the computers to basically change the face and voice of somebody from one person to another. Convincingly, right. Convincingly. Okay. Um, you may have seen this past week um, the Pope in a really fluffy uh, coat. Yes, it was very trendy. Big old white yes. coat. That was actually AI generated. That wasn't the real picture. But the media got past them and they published a lot as if it was a real photo of the Pope. Hmm. So. Yeah, real trendy. I, I've heard of it. <laughs> I have found a website and their goal is to, uh, after being given a few clips of audio, clone your voice hmm. into a text-to-speech. Wow. So the idea being... I have given the AI a few clips of Bullhagen's voice oh, to try yeah. and clone Bullhagen's voice. Oh, no. <laughs> Soon you'll and, be out of a job. Um, it makes you ask for uh, consent, and I figured I, I own the podcast, so I own all the, con- <laughs> the, the recordings. Um, so I gave, I went ahead and give, gave consent on that one. So the thing is, though, it's not quite there yet, and that's why I hadn't told you guys about it. Hmm. Um, let me send here a sample of what I have been trying to get it to to do. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. Today we're going to talk about suspicious pickle jars and working out in the freak factory. That sounded like me. It's pretty close. Maybe a little higher pitch than you actually talk, I think, just a little. Right, yeah, it's it's just a little weird, right? Just Um, just a little, like the breaks between words a little long. Some sliders, right? So I can adjust the stability mm-hmm. and the clarity slash similarity enhancement. So what happens if I max out the clarity and I set the stability to minimum? Mm-hmm. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast, the show that shows you um, what's behind the collar. Today, we are going to talk about uh, <sighs> suspicious pickle jars and working out in the Freak Factory. <laughs> so that's a it's a work in progress it, uh needs it's a little more work. weird so the next thing uh, we need to do is we need to get snoop dog to read my gang violence paper <laughs> that's right <laughs> at least so, then it would be you know from a source of authority <laughs> all right oh goodness i feel bad you have so much editing to do this isn't even funny peter what do you mean, dude? This is a standard day. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Uh, uh, I told you too. I'm gonna be uh, um, experimenting with the new software. Okay. Hmm. So it'll take me even longer. Um. Should we uh, spin the wheel and then see what happens? Oh, spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. Throwback. Okay. Spin the wheel. Okay. Spin the wheel. Oh yes. We want you to spin right. the wheel. <laughs> You look confused, Peter. <laughs> or Vicar. I'm so out of it today. I'm, I'm totally lost. I, spin I, the wheel. Okay. I, I think spin I'm... Spin the wheel. Seems like that's an imperative oh, towards okay. me. Tell me to play the intro. Peter, 
Play the intro! Do you have impaired concentration? Then this is for you. It's the Impaired Concentration Bible Study. One verse, one verse only. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. So, Vicar, this is the Attention Deficit <laughs> Bible Study. One verse, one verse only. Which verse? We're not going to let the Holy Spirit choose. <laughs> We're going to spin the wheel. We're going to spin the wheel. <laughs> spin the wheel, wheel chooses. Ah, okay. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call, who, to them who are, yeah, sorry. Can we spin the wheel and get Let's, a different vicar? Yeah, I think we need a different <laughs> There's a post in my way and I'm having to weave my head left and, and right. And Mrs. Bullhagen said, you're such a good reader. I know, it was a lot of oh, pressure. Oh, no. Oh, vicar. <laughs> okay, I got an okay. obstacle. All right, let's try again. Damn. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. All right. Uh, what does Make this a Bible mean, study on that. Vicar? What's, what, what, what would a Bible study begin with? Well, a lot of Bible studies will say this is what we'll start with. This is what it doesn't mean. <laughs> okay. Right. So what doesn't this mean? It doesn't mean that everything's going to go really well here and now in this life. Right. So a couple things we need to define in this. So what are all things? Well, all things, right? Yeah. Right? And uh, they work together. There's a there's a symmetry involved in all things, right? Working together. Right. Right? Uh, for good, what is good? God's standard. Okay. Uh, so what is his good and gracious will, for example? To break the power of the devil. I'm trying to remember. Break and hinders day. every evil plan of the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh, which That's do what. not want us to hallow good. Yeah. God's name. So see, we're even having trouble with the catechism today, Vicar. <laughs> yeah. But, so in other words, good meaning life and salvation. Right. That all the things that you need for this life and everlasting life, everything's working together for that. Even as we talk, for example, about the death of Jesus, when we think of uh, somehow we call it good, because right. you would say, how is this working any good? Look what's happening. The crowd's getting their way. An innocent man is being hung on a cross to die. Uh, the disciples scattering in fear. Uh, Jesus having to give his mother to the care of the disciple yeah, who loved Jesus, who Jesus loved, right? All of that, you might say, how is that working? Well, that worked out our redemption. And uh, take, so another way that you can take a Bible passage like this is so you use it to apply it to other things that you've already studied. So for example, how is this verse, uh, all things working for good, for those who love him, how can that be shown in the book of Revelation that you've been studying? Uh, well, because in the book of Revelation, we read, in fact, how things will be getting worse and worse as history progresses. But we know from chapter five that Jesus is in the throne room of God and he has all authority given to him by his given to him from the father. And he is only allowing things uh, according to his will. Because he is merciful and he is patient and he's bringing more people into his kingdom and he is, it's not gotten away from him. 
he has all of the authority and things are working towards bringing all of his people into the kingdom of God. And as we look, continue to look at this verse then, uh, it then says, all things work together for good. And then it says, you have a place in this. You are called according to his purpose. Purpose. So when you think of what goes on in life, there is a meaning and a purpose to all those things. And by the way, there's other beautiful things that you place this in context with. For example, what's one of the verses from uh, Romans chapter 8 that we teach the preschoolers? If God is for you, for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Yes. How will he not also with them graciously give us all things? It is God who justifies who is to to condemn. He is the one that who died and died. More than that, he rose from the dead. I'm paraphrasing like you did earlier. Yeah. (laughs) So there in Romans chapter 28, it says, or Romans 8, excuse me, it says how even in all things it's working to good because it points to Jesus' death and resurrection and how he is for us. And then it continues that nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Um, and all those things in, in, in Romans 8, it teaches us not that things are going to work the way you want them. However, it means that God's will, his love, his mercy, his victory is always there even when you can't see it. Amen. So, I would do another verse, but... Just one verse only. One verse only. Oh, that's, that's the, the rule. Huh? That is the rule. We are rule Anything else keepers. you want to add to that uh, Bible study there, Vicar? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every once no. in a while in a podcast... Let me explain this to the listener. Every once in a while, it's in the podcast. Um, one has more energy. One has more thoughts. Uh, one kind of carries a show more than the other. And uh, today... Uh, <laughs> today, it's Peter. Today, no, we're both running into a tree. So Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Um... Well, and I'm sure next week will be way better, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Wow, absolutely. It'll be way yeah. better. Because yeah, we're not. Gonna, you don't I, have anything going on next week. No, wide open schedule. Um, we got the AI running Holy Week for us, so we can <laughs> concentrate on the right. podcast. Now that we've got my voice uh, regenerated, <laughs> yeah, uh, a hologram will be. Uh... But by the way, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I worry that that kind of technology, as if the internet already has been taught us all sorts of new and fantastical ways to break. The commandment of bearing false witness. Hmm. Does this not provide even more an opportunity for that to happen? Absolutely. To provide more confusion of whose name we are talking about, whose name are we bringing into situations, uh, mm-hmm. what is truth, how do we know, uh, right. all those things. This is going to open up a can of worms because now, soon— We'll be wondering, did Bullhagen really say that, or was that a computer? Right. Any day now, that could be the case. Right. But we can now provide AI answers and then have your voice attributed to those things. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's what we're going to do, Peter. Uh, we are going to uh, play a game for Easter 
Okay. Oh. AI or Vicar? Where hey, we have to decide: Did Vicar say this, or did AI say this? <laughs> oh, geez. That sounds like a ton of work. <laughs> oh. Well, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Because <laughs> Vicar's in on it, right? Like. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. The best he, part is when Vicar's trying to figure something out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, but I got to end this. Yeah, okay. If I need to add some more stuff, I can add more stuff. Nah, it'll just be a shorter episode, that's all. No, Peter, sorry about all the cutting you're going to have to do. But it starts off strong. Can we do an, Oh, we can talk about Vickers' outro. <sighs> all right, before we end, I, I have one more thing, and we, re- we realized this, um, that Vicker doesn't actually listen to the episodes. Right. And, uh, Bullhagen, how do we figure this out? Well... So, as the listener knows, we end each show with a blessing. And uh, uh, Vicar had the thought that when I give my blessing, he had to have the last word of the blessing. I thought it was supposed to. He thought he was supposed to. I don't know if it was like he thought that was the format of the show or if mm. we really needed him to make sense of the episode and add that his blessing to my inferior blessing. (laughs) What what, 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 What would an example be? I <laughs> this is hurting his feelings. Oh, no, I, I thought I was over it, and uh, but it's, it's torn open the wound again. Anyway, every episode we've recorded with this vicar, 19.0. I would say, we, you know, may your day be wonderful, and then he would say something, and your night be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I cut it out every time. He was deleting <laughs> me. I had no idea. I would rack my brain for an appropriate second half to the blessing, only to be told months into this that those are always deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little funny, I guess. But. Yeah, I, but I think when you first found out, you, oh. you were a little heartbroken. Oh, a little heartbroken, because I'd put quite a lot of work into coming up with like a quippy thing to say at the very end, yeah. and it wasn't. And you probably went home to your wife, you know what I said? I said. Oh, yeah, I said this cool thing at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> but your wife listens too, though, doesn't she? Uh, she's one of the binge listeners. She'll like listen yeah, three so, months worth. So she'll once. listen to it, and she probably doesn't realize you're doing it either. Well, so how can no- nobody realizes I'm doing yeah. it? Bullhagen just told me like two weeks ago that they were getting deleted. Well, actually, Peter, you said yeah, because I I, I, I I always ask, why do you have to have the last word, Vicar, after every blessing? <laughs> and then Peter says, "Don't worry about it. I delete them." <laughs> Just like matter of factly, like, well, of course I delete them. And I had no idea that they were getting deleted every time. <laughs> oh, goodness. But so you don't have we to could play them back, except... I suppose, but like your sins, they are no more. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're as far as the east from the west. <laughs> I told you I deleted them. Like, they're they're, they're gone, just right? gone. They don't exist. Okay. They were really but good. But you know okay. what? For this one episode, Vicar, I will let you, I will leave your your last word in okay oh goodness <laughs> a liar. this one episode this liar. is the one you're gonna keep okay <laughs> all right i'll be racking my brain so, for something so clever. here we go uh bullhagen let's, let's wrap it up it's time to go all right let's wrap this up it's time to go i'm bullhagen this is vicar and may your episode be clear and concise and your voice thank you for joining us This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. 
Thanks for listening to Claire Glares. See you next time.